0: John, would you please come and offer a prayer for our word as it comes via me from God. Before I get that prayer, I would like to uh, ask for prayers for John, who is uh, starting the process of changing his medication system, uh, and he'll be going through this over the last next couple of months and uh, keep him strong and keep him fit and keep him so that we can uh, uh, have him around for a long time as he he deals with his burdens. Okay. Gracious God, please be with John and and put the words in his mouth as he delivers his sermon today. Make it um, your words, not his words. It's because that's what we need to hear. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I <coughs> may run out of words before I run out of water. <coughs> not sure. what are we doing here today what might we come is it part of the week and we'll just do it the way we do it? are there people here we want to see this special day when this worldwide communion everybody across across the the world or many across the world that call themselves christian are are all sharing in communion today but what's that mean you know I, I tried to make some notes to talk about with And every time I did, something called me on a phone or wanted to talk to me over there or do some other thing. Look at that. That's terrible. I've never had it. I've never not had it. But I got to with old age, the brain slows down. So it is. So we'll try and make something out. No, God will try and make something out of this. I was told I would really apologize when I started first speaking. And, and I'm not apologizing what you hear today is what god says i should say and uh, i'll take the bad part he gets the good part so what was going on that evening two thousand years ago when the the, um, uh, disciples were all called for for what we call Maundy thursday holy thursday is what it means to us What was was going on in there? What what kind of thing were they expecting to go to? They were going for the Passover meal. For the Jews learned a long time before that, about 2,000 years at least, that if you wanted to remember something and remember it well, you did something special. And so when the um, angel of death went over them and did not kill them, As God killed off the Egyptians instead, they put together this whole meal with all kinds of neat things that reminded them of all the things that went on. We're not going to talk about that today. That's not the direction I would prefer to go. But it was the Passover meal. A very, very special meal. And the Messiah had asked them to come. What was the choice? They they needed to do it. They wanted to do it. They loved the Messiah. But when they left, they were confused. Because he took parts of that and said, forget that that you've had for 2,000 years. Remember me. Remember me. Not even understanding what he was saying to him, for he was talking about his body being broken, his blood being shed. And, and how can you, how can you be a leader? How can you be a leader? When you do that kind of thing and that was what was to happen beginning that night and the next day when he would go to them to, to the cross to die for us he wasn't saying remember all those wonderful things i did down the street for joe who got hurt and he did it? i really believe what he was saying to is, what you need to remember is what i've really done which is given you salvation even as they didn't understand that and you know, they took it and have used it and have gone that way but it's changed over time as well it should and could as long as the purpose doesn't change the method is here or there i'm intentionally going to change the method today from what we've done for community for here recently not because i think it's wrong but because we get used to it we go oh that's what we need next expect now we're going back to remembering what I was reading in my book. And we just kind of walked through it and understand the end of it. And we dare not do that. We're not going where Jesus called his disciples and calls us to do as we come here for this time. It didn't take long to change it. Um, Paul's running to the Church of Corinth in about 50 AD. So it's 20 years later. And now I had stopped another train. Excuse me. And see what they were doing 30 years later? They had a party. I mean, a big party. Corinth was an interesting town because it had many free people and many more others that were working in the, on the oceans. And some of them had to work all day. And so they didn't get to be there at the beginning. So they started early. So the early ones came in at the best meal. That was their idea of what communion was. We go, oh, come on. Get serious. Nobody would understand that, would they? Mm-hmm. Would they? Are there people walking down those streets right now that should be in here hearing about Jesus that we know? But we close the doors. Not those here. We close the doors all too many times to people in all kinds of ways and say, you don't fit. We don't need you over here. But there's a looking mm-hmm. place around the corner. Why don't you go over there? I'm gonna skip nineteen hundred years, or we'd be here for nineteen hundred more years, I'm afraid so. But I'm a kid and we rely on remembrances of what what communion was all about. And we attended a church that was a big church, nice people. But the last thing they did every Sunday was to have communion. Once a week, they took communion. So communion meant it was about time to go to a party or some sort. Go someplace and have a a dinner or something, and I could hardly wait for communion to be over with. It was was different because communion was served out there. I bought this from the bath back here. Anybody remember these? Yeah. This was communion. Oh, and they had those funny little things that you stuck to the roof of your mouth. Remember that? Remember anything else about it? Now, most of us were amazed that we shouldn't understand all the theology that goes on. But I looked at this and I remembered, there was a whole world of these things in here. I was looking for the woman that most didn't. It? That wasn't the way everybody else did, but that's what I did because that was what was important to me. Maybe I was already getting used to some something or giving over a bottle or something. I don't know. But, but it uh, that was the way the norm was. And when I came into ministry of in the Methodist Church, the, the trouble tro- we were having at that point was, how often should we have communion? Should it be quarterly or monthly? Now that seems a little strange to us now, and we have a monthly here, and Pastor Wright is going to have the youth and others who will. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> Can you still hear me out there? That's too bad. Uh, but we now have community data weekly here, uh, and, and that's good. And, and um, John Wesley said he didn't think once a day it was too much, too often. And we don't want to spend all that time. Let me do this one more time. See if I can. It has its own mind. But anyways so that was what it was for me about 1900 years later as a kid uh, and then i came to an adult and began to hear something about this jesus guy and what he did and i think that rather and it's not meant to be but i can remember wondering why they have these rules about what you could do for for uh, for, for having communion who, who could who could serve who couldn't serve Neighbor, a neighbor couple of us got our own community elements one week and did the Canadian home. But it wasn't the same. There was something missing there. It wasn't what we were doing, it was why we were doing it. We were doing it to show that we could do it. Which we were good enough to do it too. It's that dumb pastor up there who was a jerk could, could do it, we could too. Our purpose was wrong. And as time had gone on, Everything has associated changed. so Remember when we all came up here to the kneeling rails and had and had communion? Now we walk through. We kind of want to get going along, but we need to remember, every one of those allows us to remember what Jesus did for us on that cross when we to stop for a drink. And the legalism gets into the life of the church. If you're a United methodist then you have to be ordained before you can lead like this. You don't have to do something specifically the same way, but you you want to make sure you've been educated enough to know when you you are and when you aren't anyway. If you're a Presbyterian, then you must have a senior non-pastor present when you have communion. If you're a Roman Catholic, you do, and so it goes. We all call them communion, and I trust we all are looking to see what Jesus did for us. But I wonder, is that really what we're coming to do, or are we coming just to feel good about having done something we we're, were supposed to do? I really liked the the, the, uh, the crackers and, the, and the grapes that we had when things were bad in Kona. It was um, it was a different idea. And yet it reminded me of where it all came from. It reminded me of the simplicity that it can be and not have to be anything more. I'm not finding fault with anything anybody does or any way they do it. It's just who I am and the way I am and what I'm like. But the great change came to me when I was in a seminary. That place I didn't want to go to, but they told me if I was going to get ordained, I had to. So I went with the scraping marks behind me where my heels were being drilled. But there were a few good things that happened there. And one of them was at the church service one midweek there where one of the uh, staff would always come and preach on something or do something. And one week, this old guy, he's probably 60 something. Um, well, he was an old guy then, I was only 45. So, uh, he came in and he said we're going to do something different today we're going to take communion and he said and here's what we're going to do i want you to all come up to the kneeling rail and kneel and he said and then as i come by i want you to make a cup out of your hand and i'll give you the bread and you can and then I'll, and somebody else will bring it. and then i'll have the juice in the other hand and and he did that except and put my hand out. This hand this hand grabbed mine, pushed his thumb. So it felt like that, that nail going right through my hand. And all of a sudden, I understood what it was all about. That's what Jesus did for me. And so every time I get to lead communion, that's what I love to do for you, whether you like it or not. Feel that presence of God in a powerful way as you feel his love come through that bread, come through that juice. It's, it, it may not be the same for you, and I'm sorry if it isn't, because it's just so overwhelming at that time in my life. Me, that's what I needed to do. But we need to educate ourselves, too. We need to understand why that's important to us. Why These measures we need to do them to be reminded just as the Jews understood and as they did and, and allowed lot to keep going and going after I retired We went up to Blythe for about a year and a half to a church part-time as a retired pastor And there was a little Spanish boy that became Hispanic boy that came from the Summer training we had and came to Bible or came to service for the first time And we had communion and as I, was, uh, as I was putting the, the community elements in his hands, I said, this is, the, this is the broken back, this is God's broken back. And this is his blood. And the little boy had his mouth full, and he ran back over to was sitting, and he spit it out. And I said, what's the matter, are you sick? Is everything okay? He said, I don't eat people. As <laughs> funny as that now not see, nobody had educated him. Those little people that we see here, folks, we better start teaching them what that really means so that they even have a chance to understand what Jesus was trying to tell us. If we don't live that through for them and let them hear, they'll never get it, and we'll never have the chance. So today we're going to do communion totally different. Pastor Mike, when he invited me back in March or so, I said, can I do my way? And he said, John, I trust you completely, this crazy guy. He said, do it as you will and let it be. I think it's good to see different ways to do things so we can understand where we are in our life and what we're doing. So when we get to that point, and we're almost there of coming to have communion, no choir first. We don't segregate them and tell them that they got to go have communion first. No ushers. No usher. What do we do now? How do we get up here? Well, the same way you would any other time. You walk, but you come when you want to come. This is a relationship between you and Jesus, not you and the usher, or the usher of Jesus. And so, I will offer an open invitation to you because this is an open a ministry that we have with communion. anybody is welcome. Whether you're a member of a church, whether you've never been to church before. Whatever it might be. All are welcome, if you will come, looking to improve and change your life over this guy that died for you on a cross. So I invite you to come. I'll give you an invitation so to you'll understand when you might begin. There's things here to wash your hands with if you'd like to to make sure that. We've given you we have for everyone, gluten-free uh, bread. I will tell you as you start, if you came looking for Hawaiian bread, you ain't going to get it. But it ain't about Hawaiian bread. It's about Jesus. And that's what we need is to look for first. The ushers will be up here just kind of keep us in a the transit area here. There will only be two of us. I'm going to handle the bread. I stole that from her. She loves to do that. But... Uh, I'm going to do the bread and she will have the juice. She'll, I'll give you the bread. and ask you to make a cup out of your hand. I will put the bread in there. I promise not to break your hand, but I promise to make you understand that the, the nail is going through. And then I would invite you to take that and take it over to the uh, bar, Give it in the juice, partake. Uh, Gluten free bread has a problem sometimes with falling apart. We think we've got one and isn't. If it does, why? I'll have it pretty well watered down pretty hard for you anyway. So that may help outside of its being, but that's not why we're doing it. And I think we know that for sure. But anyways, I invite everyone that comes to come down the center aisle as you come. You can wait as long as you want to. You don't have to come when your neighbor comes or any of that. You might have to find your way around the side and down. The place to come down here, people may help you go out to the side or I was standing right up here. If you need to go from her around over there, just please go around back, uh, back to us, from us on our backside. Uh, uh, oh, and I would invite you as you may go to the New England maybe it was of an age where we don't want to get down there. So you don't need to do that. But stop. Stop. Part of this is a conversation between you and God, not between me and you or anybody else. Take a moment before you go back to sit down. Thank him for what he's done in your life. Thank him for where he's kept you and what he's kept you out of sometimes, too. And then return by the side, and following that we'll have a prayer closing him and our benediction. A very short scripture, a very short time of talking and a lot, a lot of time doing. For so that's what I think Jesus calls us to do. Again, I don't, I don't, Disagree with anything that I see in, in the great uh, uh, Readings I just think it's time to do it differently. Let's remember who and what we're serving and what we're about I'm now going to prepare the table Or and I are going to try to remember to exchange Communion before we share it with you We'll come back down to this area. I will read John Wesley's invitation to you and if I've done that After following that, you may come as the Lord leads you. Thank you for putting up with this old man. Would you put up with God today for me? That's far more important than with you. You appreciate anything that I do, and you shouldn't have to. You don't need to. For I hear God speaking. Through me, through the quietness of the room, through somebody else who talks to you today, somebody is referencing God today for you. Will you hear it? Will you listen? Please sit in the quiet as we share you. Mm-hmm.